Hello and welcome back to the I'll Follow You Too podcast. How's it going? Uh, welcome. Just want to start this episode by saying that yesterday I tried to do this this episode and I, and I did. I did the whole the entire whole thing, but then I realised that after about ten seconds, no, a bit longer than that, thirty seconds, I'd accidentally stopped the recording. So I'm doing it again a day later. I just could not be bothered at that point yesterday. And also, I think the reason probably why I fucked it up so badly is I went out to watch a bit of boxing yesterday, um, Wilder versus Fury. Enjoyed it. Met a random man in the pub whilst, uh, whilst I was watching it. And um, it was two for one pints, two for one Asahi pints. And fucking hell. I think I, I think I had about eight pints in the end over the course of about two and a half hours. So I was hammered. I, I, I absolutely battered last night. I, I, I went got fish and chips, but the fish and chips didn't satisfy me. So I, I bought $50 worth of KFC and bought it back here. And then started disturbing my flatmates, asking them if they wanted chicken. And then they didn't want chicken. And then I did the podcast. And I don't remember doing it, really. I remember, I remember finishing it and seeing that the... Uh, and seeing that the recording hadn't happened, so that was kind of annoying. Uh, but anyway, here we are, and we're doing it now. So the the episode itself is sort of it's sort of two episodes mixed into one. Ages ago, like ages and ages and ages ago, first few weeks of the podcast it might have even been the first one that I did with a natural microphone, which is episode four. M- maybe even before that, it might have even been on the old the, the original laptop mic episodes. It was ages ago, right? That's the, that's the point. And I was going to do an episode about toxic masculinity. In fact, I did record it, but like the, the whole gag was, that I was. It was about toxic masculinity, but I refused to tackle any of the the the, the main parts of toxic masculinity. So instead of talking about you know sort of the harassment of women, etc., <laughs> I uh, I talked about how uh, toxic males. One of their weapons is using other men's choice of alcoholic drink to 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 dehumanize them and and belittle them so it's basically a whole podcast about you know if, that you're a cunt if you uh tell someone that they're a nancy boy for drinking a a cosmopolitan that was that was essentially the entire point anyway so but also at the same time wilder versus fury was on the the boxing a big bravado in boxing Right, and that sort of feeds into the whole toxic masculinity thing. It's all about belittling somebody else. So, and and this is that happened in the in the lead up to this fight. So, Deontay Wilder mocked Tyson Fury and basically called him weak for admitting that he had mental health problems, and he was suggesting that his mental health problems made him made him weak, and that bravado obviously backfired because the next day. Tyson Fury knocked him out, <laughs> right? So, yeah, and Deontay Wilder has the highest knockout percentage in history, so he knows about knocking guys out. He knows what it you know it takes, and no one was expecting Tyson Fury to knock him out, and it, but but he did, right? So that is an example of bravado going wrong. So I thought, you know, why not combine the two and sort of do like an episode about bravado going wrong? or about, uh, you know, lies and liars, or something along those lines. So 
people who who say something's going to happen and then it doesn't happen and, it, and, and egg is on their face. Um, that was the general idea for the podcast. And I got writing ideas. Some of them relate to it. Some of them don't. We're just going to go through it. it, it it's a bit of a non-episode, really. Uh, but you know, I think there's some stuff in there which is reasonably entertaining. So uh, we're just going to go for it. Some of it's real stories, some of it's general stories, uh, some of it's not really related at all. So wh- why don't we just go for it? So the, the first big bit of bravado gone wrong or exaggeration gone wrong, or actually, if it's probably just an outright lie, is a guy called Ali Dyer. Ali Dyer is a professional footballer, like a very good footballer. Okay, you know. If he played against you and me, he would be better than us, right? But he was not a top-level footballer. It just, you know, he was a low-level pro, not a Premier League footballer, you know, not at the top level. And he said, he rang up George, not George Weir, he rang up Graham Souness, who was manager of Southampton, so their Premier League team. Graham Souness, very big, respected manager. And he told them that he was George Weyer's cousin, George Weyer being the best player in the world at that point, and that he was really good at football and he was awesome and they should take him on board. And that, that Graham Sinus didn't bother to scout him, he just signed him on. And there's no YouTube back then, so you couldn't even watch, you couldn't even watch sort of like highlight packages of him. He just signed this guy, Ali Dyer, out of nowhere. Anyway, they went to do training before their, their next big match, but the pitch was waterlogged, so training was cancelled. So the match comes around and Graham Souness says to Ali Dyer, like, mate, I haven't seen you play, but you say you're pretty good. So uh, we're going to we're gonna put you in the squad. Anyway, he plays and this guy's a, a genuine total fraud. He's he, like nowhere near good enough to be playing football. And he played for a bit and was rubbish, fell over, you know, couldn't, couldn't control the ball. And then the end got so tired, he took himself off. So I would say that is a great example of bravado backfiring, a man who managed to fraudulently talk his way into being a Premier League footballer and actually made it, to be fair. So that's a very specific and quite famous example of it. I'm going to try and avoid sport as much as I can because obviously sport's a big one for bravado. You say, oh, we're going to win, and then you don't win, and that's bravado backfiring. So other than that, I think none of these are sport-related, so we should be able to avoid sport in general. So the next one I'm going to go to is what I would call a big man problem. So it's, it's, it's a problem for men, not, not big men. It's a problem that is big for men. Right. And but it, it, what it is, is it's like, it's like sex bravado. So it's where you might be leading up to having sex with somebody and you tell them like all the nasty stuff you're going to do. You say, Oh, you know, my penis is fucking big. <laughs> that isn't how you say it, is it? It's not how you, you do sex thing or sex talk, isn't it? Anyway, you, you say, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I don't, I don't even know what to say now. I, I'm embarrassed. Um, you, yeah, so you just tell them about, you know, how hard you're going to fuck them and all the horrible things you're going to do to them and, you know, how massive your genitalia is and how long you could last in bed. And then obviously that always backfires because you, you can't deliver when you get there. So you, you end up having the sex with that person. You know, your penis is average. You don't have any particularly interesting sex moves. And then you're done in a couple of minutes. And they're like, what the fuck? In comparison to what you said you were going to do, this is fucking awful. And then the unfortunate thing about that is that they have a written record. You know, if you if you texted it, if you've sexed it to them, they have a written record. Say, you said you were going to do this to me. You said it was that big. You said you were going to go all night. And that has not happened. You know, you have you, you have fraudulently had sex with me. And it's a big thing, you know, 
a lot of men have a very, very big mouth and not a very, very big penis. And I think a lot of people like to to say how how great they are, and then they 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 really aren't. Uh, not that I would ever do anything like that. You know, I'm I'm really great at sex. So you know, if you're listening and you're female and you are horrendously desperate, then you know, come this way. Oh, a nice gross sip of tea for you to listen to. Uh, oh, so, okay. No, we'll, we'll, we'll do. We'll do me. No, we won't do me. That's a very bad turn of phrase. Bearing in mind what I've just been talking about, we will use me as an example here. It's not a sex thing. It's, it's, it, we're moving on. As I am a professional private investigator, that's what that's what I do for a living. Right? And yeah, it's a pretty cool job as far as jobs jobs go. It's actually not as cool as it sounds, but. Uh, you know, as far as when, when you meet a stranger, it's a pretty cool thing to tell them because it's interesting and, and you can get talking to them. But sometimes people go, oh my God, that's so cool. And then I have to explain what I actually do. And they're a bit like, oh, it's a bit lame. Anyway, I meet this guy and he says, what do you do for a living? And I said, oh, I'm an intelligence analyst in, um, you know, in, in, in fraud investigation. And I said, to him, look, don't worry. It's not that cool. It's not cool. You know, it, I'm, I'm just... Yes, okay, it sounds cool, but I'm an intelligence analyst in a, in a fraud investigation company. But don't, you know, don't get any ideas, that's not cool. Right? And I said, okay, so what, what, do, what do you do? And he says, oh, I'm also an intelligence analyst. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So you, you know, you get it, right? Uh, and he said, yeah, I'm an intelligence analyst for, um, for GCHQ. So if you don't know who GCHQ are, they're like British spies. So this guy is a spy, basically, and um, I've been bragging to him about my super cool investigations job, and um, totally backfired. My bravado, my isn't my job cool thing. I, he totally, totally burned me, burned me to the ground. It was pretty funny though. I was super embarrassed. But some people just like get off on bragging, don't they? Like some people, like it's their thing, and and, and they'll 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 just lie about themselves and about their own abilities and experiences and and so like, so like, like Jay from the Inbetweeners. I don't know if you've seen the Inbetweeners. It's fucking funny. But there's a character in it called Jay, and he basically just lies about everything. You know, he's like supposed to be like a seventeen year old kid, and he's talking about all the orgies he's been in, and he you know says he's comp- completed football manager which you can't do and he says that his dad you know used to box with the cray twins and all all that sort of stuff right he's the ultimate bragger and so everyone knows somebody like that where you sit there and you have a conversation with them and you talk to them and you think what you're saying is complete fucking bullshit if if you don't know someone like that then you are the bullshitter so you know don't don't do that Big bravado can backfire very easily. If someone actually starts to catalogue all the lies that you tell, if you're someone like that, and eventually hits you with them, it's very, very hard to get out of it. Speaking of lies that are very hard to get out of now, the religious scriptures are pretty big fucking bravado, aren't they? Pretty big brags there. Look at all the stuff that God's going to do. You know, all the stuff that God can do, how powerful he is. Now we get to this point and we can ask the question, like, where is God and when is all this stuff going to happen? And they sort of start now to go, oh, you know, it's it's not quite like that. But much like the sex thing, it's all written down, isn't it? 
you know, religious teachings is basically like it's like the olden day sects, isn't it? They've got they've got all sorts of stuff written down about what God's going to do to us, and now God can't deliver. It is the sexting of its time, the ultimate bravado. You know, God's overstepped the mark. And that's sort of like, no, I guess that's not really a fair equivalent. A fair equivalent is sort of like the the social media brag. So where, you know, you might say, oh my God, I'm so happy to be getting this new job. And isn't this great? And then you lose that job like three days into it. And you go, oh, I never fucking like that. And like them anyway, I didn't even want the job in the first place. But there's like a social media post saying that you're so happy that you got it. It happens all the time. Which is why the retrospective delete is so good. And why it's also good to screenshot people's stupid bragging social media posts. Because the social media brag is just a great example of how you should never write anything down which you don't want to be brought back up later. But some people like to brag. They like to to, to, to boast and they have big bravado, but they don't want anyone to know that it's them who's doing it. And it's obviously very specific cases, but like like, like serial killers, right? So serial killers, they, they want attention. They, they want people to know what a genius they are for having killed all these people. But they don't necessarily want to get caught. An example of that is like Luke Magnotta, I think that's his name. He was the he's the guy from the the cat documentary. If that means anything to you, he there's a Netflix documentary, a new one. Uh, it's about uh, it's called Don't Fuck with the Cat, and it's about a guy who well, it's just, it's, I won't ruin it for you, but he he was killing cats on the internet on YouTube, and people like would formed a group to hunt him down and get him. But it turns out he was an actual killer, and he killed a guy in a in a hostel or something, and started to chop him up and send him to all the authorities. And he basically didn't want to get caught, but he'd planned it all meticulously. And he planned about how he was going to show the authority sort of like what he did. But he didn't necessarily want them to know that it was, it was him who did it, even though they, they fucking obviously did. He wasn't he wasn't all that smart. Um, but he's an example of someone who wanted to brag about what he did, but didn't want to know he was bragging about it. And then you get people who who, who were sort of bragging for sort of your benefit and other people's benefit that the... the, the the classic one is like the, the bad boss trying to brag for morale, like the old David Brent. Sort of, they sort of say, "Oh, you know, numbers are up. The company's doing really well. Uh, everything's great. Uh, we're going to hire more people. Uh, this our section is, you know, outperforming expectations." And you think, "Fucking hell, this is great!" But it turns out it's all a big brag, and the next week everyone gets made redundant. Yeah, a lot of bosses like that. Sort of like Hitler. At the end of the war, saying we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win. Like, what's the point? Like, it's just worse when it backfires. Like, you know, Hitler giving grand speeches saying that they were going to win the war when they obviously weren't just made it worse for him at the end. You know, he was only making it worse for himself, and that's why he shot himself. And then you get brags which just obviously aren't true, but people just seem to get stuck into them anyway. People, the big bravado of like the, like the Titanic saying it's the unsinkable ship. Well, of course, it's. Fucking sinkable. It's a boat. You just make a hole in it and it sinks. That's how boats fucking work. If it takes on water, it's going to sink. So they were this big bravado thing. Like, fucking, yeah, we've built the unsinkable ship. And then fucking a tiny little iceberg makes a hole in it and fucking sinks the whole thing. 
What a stupid thing to say. Surely you could have seen that if you call something the unsinkable ship, you're, you, you, know, you might have egg on your face when it sinks. I guess, you know, in the modern day of fake news, they just pretend that it didn't. They just say no. Or just pretend it wasn't a problem. You know, they just say, oh, well, we wanted it to sink. <laughs> or didn't sink. You know, you're lying. It's fake news. It's all like, like, like the Dark Knight or the, the Black Knight from Monty Python where he gets his arm cut off and he's like, no, nah, you haven't cut my arm off, mate. Yeah, just just a scratch. You know, doesn't doesn't hurt. But that's a stupid kind of bragging because everyone can see, like the the Black Knight. You know, I know it's a comedy sketch, so we shouldn't take it on, on you know, too seriously. But he gets all his arms and legs cut off, and he's still like, "No, I'm I'm totally in shape." But everyone can see that you're that you're being stupid. Uh, quite quite a famous one in Britain. I don't know if it's be famous elsewhere. Is a guy called Michael Fish, and he comp like there was reports of a of a hurricane, and he sort of rocked up and he's like to do the to do the evening weather report he's a, he's, a, he's a weatherman and he he rocks up and he says you know the, the, the previous reports were wrong i can categorically tell you there is not going to be a hurricane and he, he told the nation that there's gonna be no hurricane and what do you fucking know there was a hurricane right and he, he's very very famous in britain for for being a, a poor weatherman and he was so confident in the way he said, you know, there's not going to be a hurricane. Like people who, who report that this morning are stupid. And then it backfired on him. But what that's created is like the reverse bravado, the anti-bravado, which is where you, like, it's called the Michael Fish effect. It actually is. I haven't made that up. Where the weatherman says it's going to be worse than it is because they, they don't want to be proven wrong. So they don't want people to, 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 you know, if the weather's nicer than the weather predicts, the, the weatherman predicts, then everyone's happy with that. And we go, oh yeah, okay, they said it was going to rain, it didn't, that's, isn't that great? But if someone says it's going to be blazing sunshine and it pisses it down all day, everyone's furious. So it's created the Michael Fish effect. So basically, they they always over over exaggerate how bad it's going to be. So it's like it's like the reverse of bravado. And another example of like the reverse bravado is the Trojan horse, where they're like, oh, sorry. You know, we lose. What a shame! Here's a horse. Is you know, as a as a gift for beating us, and then they're like, "Oh, cool! Thanks for the horse, guys." You know, we we did beat you, didn't we? And then it turns out, nah, the horse is full of soldiers. We're going to kill you all, which is like the ultimate hustle, isn't it? Really? And maybe that actually no, it wasn't the reverse bravado. They were preying on the bravado of their opposition of the Trojans. So I guess like another example of that is like hustling. And I, I used to hustle people with table football, foosball, because I'm really good at it. So, what you, you know, it's a classic thing. You place a bet against someone of like, I don't know, five pounds, and then they beat you and they're like, ha, fucking hell, I, I, I beat you, you suck, man. You give them the five pounds and say, look, let me win my money back, double or nothing, and then you're amazing. So, you, you know, you make 10 pounds off them. And, and then you are, oh, sorry, yeah, beginner's luck, let's play another game. 20, 20 pounds and, you know, you you end up making money through pretending that you're shit and then not being shit. That's sort of like the Trojan horse. Okay, so to finish off, uh, we'll just have a bit of, it's got a short episode this week, it's only like 20 minutes long. Fucking hell. I, th- I thought this would take longer, it hasn't. Um, bit of fun to finish, uh, which is famous last words, which uh, obviously there's a bit of bravado in there. Um, you know, you can either sort of say something about your life, which is like over, overdone, or you can say something about you not about to die, and then you die and you look stupid. So the, the 
Big bravado person when he died was Leonardo da Vinci. He said, I have offended God and mankind because my work did not reach its potential quality. Dickhead. What he was saying there is, I am so fucking good. But I'm, it's like a humble brag. That's what it is. He's basically saying, oh, you know, I wasn't good enough. Actually, he knows he's good enough. He knows everyone. But then people sort of start, start to think, oh, no, maybe, you know, maybe he's just this really humble guy and he didn't even know how good he was. Of course he fucking knew how good he was. Don't be, don't be so fucking naive. Of course he knew. He knew how good everyone thought the Sistine Chapel was, even though it's not. It's shit. It wasn't even here. That was Michelangelo. Fucking hell, he did the Mona Lisa, didn't he? Yeah, okay, so same point, but for the Mona Lisa. He he knew that everyone thought the Mona Lisa was great. But, you know, if he says, oh, it could have been better, he sort of seems like this really cool guy, doesn't he? So that was his last words, and it was a, a famous last words, and it was a definite sly brag. And to finish off, we have Johnny Ace, who is an R&B singer. That's R and B, not R-N-B old school and he was playing with a gun on stage at one of his one of his shows and he said you know everybody everybody you know, i will show you that this gun won't shoot and then he shot himself and killed himself by accident well, not, i guess i guess on purpose but he didn't think it yeah he didn't think the gun would shoot but it didn't blew his head off uh, so that is an ultimate brag which genuinely to the definition of the word backfired and blew his brains out. I think that's probably enough for this week, with 27 minutes, of which about five minutes will be cut out, because there's a lot of noise in the background. I'm really sorry about the noise in the background. Nothing I can do about it. There was no noise when I recorded it drunk last night, but, you know, that's just the way it goes. Say la vie, I'll try and treat it in post-production, so maybe you can't hear so much of it. Uh, It's been good chatting to you. I will speak to you next week. Do tell a friend about the podcast. Do follow me on social media. Do like and subscribe and all that fucking jazz. And I will talk to you in a bit. Thank you and bye.